Greetings, everyone. Woo! Uh, and welcome to Rolling with Disadvantage, the D&D podcast where we won't be playing D&D. <sighs> As always, I am your host, Tyler. And I am the soulless husk of Till. I like soulless husk of Till. Um, if you're new to the show... RWD is our podcast where we argue, debate, and scream into the void. I don't have it in me. About various aspects of D&D 5th edition. Oh Feel free God. to join the... Sorry, I found <laughs> it. There's actually been some activity on our uh, Twitter lately because we got, like, mentioned by somebody else about... <clears throat> excuse me. But as, like... Assaults or yeah, I know. I'm a 13-year-old boy. As worth listening to, like, spend oh, really? your weekends listening to this. Yeah, so that was cool. Uh, who was it? Somebody uh, mentioned something about us? Oh, I'm going to go to Twitter now. I'm going to my Twitter now. Tweet, tweet, tweety. Oh, kill me. Did we finish uh, our intro? I don't know. Did we? Yeah, we finished the intro. rwdpodcast at gmail.com. That's the end of the show. Oh, okay. Uh, notifications. Somebody. I don't want to see what's new. Uh, mentioned us. On Friday the 13th, Penance RPG. No, they liked a tweet or mentioned in. Tweet by. Tweet by somebody. Who is this fucking person? Old Bones Grim Tales. They have like 1,500 followers, and they said it's Friday the 13th. So while you hide under the covers, avoiding interacting with the bad luck that waits around every corner today, why not enjoy some hashtag TTRPG content? And we were mentioned. Nice. Yeah. So thanks. How many other people were mentioned? Uh, one, two, three, four, five, six, seven. So, so six plus. So us. it's not like there were like no, a million that. people on this. No, specifically this person thought that we were worth mentioning. So thank, thank you, you, Old Bones, Grim Tales, a D and D podcast. You mentioned our D and D podcast. Thank so you very much. I'll have to see what you guys are talking about yeah, over there. We're coming over. Hey, let's say I don't know. We're that's there. It's their D and D podcast. So we're we're on our way. We're gonna maybe come check listen. them out. I'll come over and listen to them. We yeah. we're not playing D and D. Oh, we're playing tomorrow though. You know, you know. I know you like playing a lot. You want you want to play on Saturdays. You want to play for ten hours at a time. I do. You know, I do. Um, you know, when I was DM, when I was the DM, when I've been the F of the DM for years, and you'd be mm-hmm. like, "Well, I'm playing every week." I'm like, "Well, I need to prepare. I'm not playing every week." Mm-hmm. But now that I'm player, you want to play? I'm every like, week. I want to play more often, yeah. right? Because I don't have to do the work. Mm-hmm. So I get, I get where you're coming mm-hmm. from. But still, even sitting down for like an eight hour thing would probably be too much. Eh, maybe I, I think I feel like. Four is just just a little, like, it's just not enough. Did we talk about the appropriate like, length of a session on the show before? Maybe. But <laughs> but I just feel like four is just not quite enough. Like, I feel like five to six. And I feel like now that I say that, yes, I feel like I've distinctly said that exact sentence yeah. before. Well, I tweeted recently about, like, you know, who still plays on the weekends? Like, are we all playing on the weekdays now? And I got, like, likes and retweets about it, but no one replied, like, yes, I'm still playing on the weekends. I don't think we will play on the My weekends. My one coworker who plays, he plays on Sundays. I actually just had uh, one of the guys in my Monday group was part of a uh, weekend-long uh, oh, thing. Oh, the old weekend-long. Yeah, person. apparently there were, like, four units of six D&D groups each, and... One person from each group was in a different game, and then in between each like session, they got to combine notes, and it was all like one giant world with like twelve different DMs. It was apparently a very big undertaking, and apparently a lot of fun. Sounds like a big undertaking. Yeah. As, as I've told you, I started a wiki for my D and D world. I haven't contributed to it like this week, but it's very fun to just like link everything together. I've just basically I started with you know the world, the regions, the mm-hmm. big cities, like working mm-hmm. my way down. And my whole goal one day is to have like an HTML thing, so it's it's the map, and I can just click on a city, and I like, boop it'll pull it up and like <laughs> give it to me, because um, I have a lot going on. Even though we're jumping forward pretty far in the next campaign. And uh, oh, should we talk about that? Okay, we'll talk about that. 
Yeah, well, go ahead. How do you want to start this? Because I've got beef with you. <laughs> you got beef. I forgot about your beef with you. I got beef with you, sir. Oh. Um, I had a brilliant plan. Okay, I yeah. To- beef me. Okay. Do you need to do? Do you need to do backstory? Yeah. Okay. So, backstory. Your so way real fast, uh, I told Danny B this, and he loved it, and his race has not happening. So, uh, in the campaigns that Tyler here has two campaigns done, ago starting, uh, we had I had one character. Uh, Nostal, Korm, uh, half-elf. mentioned on the show before. Yes, a half-elf, uh, cleric of life, good dude, awesome dude, loves Pelor, all that jazz. And I've also had uh, an elf named Celestania Glanadel, very mm-hmm. awesome lady. So, Moonflower. Uh, they're very, they're very far apart, not in terms really of age. Like, Nostal's probably like 50 years ahead of her time. She's older, but he's like he was a character 50 years mm-hmm. before she was a character in, in your world. Um, that was only like 30 years. Only 30? Okay. Yeah. So, so, yeah, so... Uh, but I know that we are jumping, like, coming up yeah, forward. Really far we're forward. Like two hundred years yeah. ahead. So I wanted to do something, and I wanted to bring all of my elves together. And I thought of the best way to do it. And there's only one way to do it. Uh, I was going to have Nostal had just a kid. AK, I need one girl, a single solitary daughter, and I need that daughter to have married some dude who I happen to have named Verno Avrilil, and they were going Aww. to have a kid named Till. Aubrey Lil, who was going to then wed Celestenia Galanadel to combine all of my, the bloodlines of all of the elves I've ever had into one perfect half-elf bard. So, the hang-up being, uh, in my canon. campaign, half-elves can't breed. Yeah. They are Stupid. like mules in that they're sterile. Stupid. Nothing in the book says that. There's no evidence that half elves can breed. Yeah, well. What what's the product of a half elf and something else? A quarter elf? We don't have that. No, it just becomes whatever it's more of. Like a three quarters elf is just an elf. At half that elf, point. half orc. Human. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I like that. That's a good answer, actually. That's a really good answer. That's what we are. Uh, I don't feel there's enough logic contained in the books. And mm. obviously, whatever, somebody else's campaign do their own thing. I don't think it's enough data contained in the books to make the racial determination because it's a stats thing of what the byproduct of a half-elf so, and somebody else would be. So half-elves are natural-born prostitutes. Yes. And that, so that's also what makes them, like, every every generation sees a half-elf as, like, an outcast thing because it never gets to be part of the community through its, like, family that it makes. It's always just, like, an elf or a human basically abandon it to one side of the family. I'm not, I have no beef with your logic. I have beef with you ruining my fun. <laughs> uh... I don't care about your fun because I need you to not have a kid. Yeah, I got that. I need your bloodline to end. Yeah, I got that. I got that. I mean, you could adopt. Nope, not the same. It's a game, so technically it doesn't matter. You can adopt. Nope, not the same. You could have spiritual children. Not the same. You know, an entire church. I I have a different character made up already. No worries. If if you'd run this by me before you gotten so committed to it, I could have. I I made a family tree. I could have helped your emotional struggle. Like a really big family tree. I went back like six generations for this poor kid. Well, Nostal's parents are dead. Yeah, so his parents are dead. Uh, the Glenadale parents are alive. She, His, Nostal's mom had a sister who Your was mom. alive but dead. Uh, oh, I had an uncle, Corm. So no, I had, no. I had four Nor. uncles. Nor? I had th- no, Nostal had, Nostal had a dad and three uncles. That's a real inside baseball for his uncles, character on this episode. And... You know, his dad was a cool dude. I didn't go past Nostal's dad. That's where I ended, and I ended with uh, uh, Celestenia's grandparents. Right. So. Oh, because Grandma, you knew yeah. Grandma. Do you think maybe 
you went a little far. You're building an entire world. I'm just trying to make characters in it. Yeah, but like you didn't consult me before doing all the work. It was an idea. It just happened. You just started. You're just yeah. sitting there on Sunday like, fuck this. I'm making a family that's, tree. That's actually legitimately what happened. I was driving home from Pittsburgh after a crazy bachelor party thinking of my own place in this world. And I'm like, I wonder what my guys are up to in the D&D world. They're dying. Yeah. Because time is passing. Yeah. Well, I mean, not so like, fine, but. Well, yeah, I don't know how old Elf's live. 700? I think really long. Actually, I don't know if they technically have a lifespan because most people don't live to see them die. They they list a lifespan in here. Ah, I looked. I looked it up. I looked it up when determining how far forward we're jumping. You want? You want to do this again? Because I feel like they don't really have a lifespan. And age. Yeah. Seven hundred fifty years old. Yeah. So I mean, that's a long time. Yeah. Most people will just die before then. Yeah, it's a good thing disease that can't be cured by magic. Just gonna take everybody. Yeah, so just gonna take everybody out. I feel like they just seven fifty, what are you doing seven hundred fifty years? Um, you probably master a lot of skills. Debating? Like if I wasn't a hero, like I'm not going on adventures or whatever, I would master a lot of skills. Mm-hmm. Right? Yeah. Fair. You'd like learn to play instruments, mm-hmm. art stuff, craft just stuff. How bored you'd get once you learned everything. No, so you don't get bored because you travel. That's why I feel like that's why a lot of elves are wizards. They have yeah, time, to, time just to literally pick up all the spells. Learn, learn how to lich them. Eh, let's do that. Well, I would say elves, not necessarily like high elves, make great wizards. Wood elves, druids, of course. Yeah. Right. Spend so your time communing with nature. Yeah. So my really my question, and we can spend I have the become next become every beast ever. My we can spend the next few minutes on is how much is too much in terms of investment in a in a character. Well, I wish people could see the maps that you've drawn. And the wiki that you've made, mm-hmm. and the item cards that you have, mm-hmm, mm-hmm, so mm-hmm. That they could see that you put a lot of work into it. So I don't understand why a PC shouldn't be expected to put in a similar amount of. Work. I'm not asking an expectation. I'm asking what is too much because if I'm making, if I have laid out the world, wait, you can explore it. Mm-hmm. If you lay out your character, the exploration of that character is a lot harder for the rest of us. It's a lot harder. Okay. Right. Okay. So most of that work is just for your own benefit. Yes. So the question stands, is there, or let me rephrase the question rather, is there a too much point where it's like, okay, I'm doing work for no one's gain. It's just a, a masturbatory effort on my part. I'm not saying it is. I'm not making that judgment. No, I'm I asking think, the question. I think that every backstory is that. A masturbatory effort? Yeah. It's for you. It's for you to get into your character and to have something that ties it to the world to give you more emotional involvement in what happens to it. How? Okay. If you just said, make level three character, it exists in this world, I'd be like, okay, I can, but why do I give a shit about it? Whereas the sixth generation, Alec, Geralt, Avrilo, named after Till Avrilo's two best friends, Alucard and Geraldo oh, Krunk. Oh, God. Was going to be a great emotional character. And I swear, if anything ever happened to him, I would I would be hurt emotionally. And it was going to be a great character. You know, but it could be, uh, did Nostal have any siblings? Could have been an, a long lost actual elf half brother, mm, nephew, blood that wasn't tree. Really, that wasn't really Narcorm's thing. He didn't really. Then a human her. mom had a kid before. Oh, the the Lightbringer was going to just whore around. It in wasn't her whoring. Years. It wasn't. Yeah. Or, it was, or it was after you were born, you know, and some horrible shit. It was an immaculate conception, Jesus y type situation. A poor baby. A poor baby. Oh, jeez. You know what? I like a Pelor baby. <laughs> I'm just asking the question because I don't get it often to be a character, so I'm putting in effort. I'm trying to balance how much is too much in terms of you guys are never going to discover this stuff, right? Well, honestly, this is this is new for me because I've never 
been a part of campaigns, plural, that take place in a shared world. Right. Ever. I've never, that, that's always a new world. Every time it's a campaign, it's a new place. Yeah. We're going somewhere new. None of these people know anyone else. Like, maybe at some point you might have heard a legend of your character back in the day, but they don't actually exist right. in this world. Your your original characters in this campaign, like, their actions ended the age, and you moved into and a new one because of what they did. We met one of them. We knew the other he, one. You know, we met sort of, kind of. He was... We knew the other pa- one was paralyzed or petrified. Well, yeah, but we met him. We physically held him yeah. at some point. <laughs> yeah, um, he was paralyzed, and we didn't. So we funny. didn't say anything to him. He's a dwarf. But you fished uh, him out of a river. Yeah, exactly. Um, <laughs> and then we knew that Nostal exists. Like we almost went yeah. and talked to him for a bit, but like that's never happened before. Like I've yeah. never had the chance to be like, oh shit, what would my character say here? But we met them. It's a fun exercise for me because. Like, I know you know things about the world, so it becomes a, like, okay, can they manage to navigate these new places knowing what they know about other places of the world, or will you all just, like, default navigate to the places you're familiar with? I thought we did a good job, actually. Yeah, you did. So far. So far, so good. And we're going to go to a, you know, different area next time. Hopefully, Katkin doesn't exist, so we don't have to go back there ever again. I'm sorry. What would make you think that the most racist, horrible human town would not exist in the future? (laughs) I'm pretty sure, like... What's a horrible racist town? I'm pretty sure Montgomery, Alabama still exists. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm, they still exist. Alabama I mean, no, no still exists. No offense to any of my Mobile, Montgomery Actually, listeners. 100% offense to Alabama. You still exist, which is shocking. It's still there. Not You can't judge a state just because people... I have, cite you, Florida. That's different. Now, if you said Florida... <laughs> Florida still exists. That's different. Florida, that's man. That's different. Yeah. I mean, that's a There's probably story. an Alabama, man. He's just Alabama. Uh, do you have a man? He's just uh, you know, Cajun loving, you know, gator hunting, good dude to be around. I guess you know about river people. Yeah. In Florida or that area. I mean, they they have that in Mississippi too. Actually, they have yeah. it in Jersey too. Oh, that's terrifying. Yeah, there's river people. They live on like the islands and the rivers. We're claw people now. It's a, a claw people. White claw. We're claw oh, oh, people. God. <laughs> I, what, okay, side note. I know we got a couple minutes left in this segment. But like, what the fuck is white claw? Why is everybody obsessed with white claw? I don't get it. Isn't it just like booze flavored? It's, it's seltzer um, water. Um, LaCroix? Yeah, yeah. It's like you had alcohol in a truck near a truck that had strawberries in it? Yeah, yeah, very much so. <laughs> but people love it. And it's it's low-cal, low-carb. You know, it's great for people on a diet that want to get fucked up. I feel like people who are like, I want to be on a low-cal diet, but I still want to drink alcohol. Not really committed to the bit. Well, you know what? Alcohol's pretty awesome, so. Yeah, I know, but like, you just have to accept the burden. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I did see a sign today. It was for Coke. I was like, share a Coke this summer. And it had a dude's name on the red one, like the normal Coke. And it had a girl's name with a Diet Coke next to it. And I thought, is that sexist? Is that saying all women want the Diet Coke? No. It felt sexist. I feel like that's just targeted marketing. That's not saying. Are you saying men don't drink Diet Coke? No, they're saying that we want more women to drink Diet Coke. Ooh, side note. Uh, Why is there no advertising in D and D? Like the actual like worlds that we make. Yeah. Branding. Just gonna get into that a little bit. I was in a bar in D.C. a couple weeks ago, and they had um they had drinks that were called like black something. Yeah. Right, and it was always just like a mixed cocktail Mm -hmm. with a Guinness in it. Okay. Yeah. I was like. Like a black and tan. Yeah, you know? exactly. Well, it was just yeah. like they basically they just took anything and added Add a Guinness, Guinness to it. Yeah. And they went, that's like that's great marketing, right? For like, you know, whatever it's not really gonna say marketing, but it's good like flavoring of like, oh, we're an Irish pub, we're gonna put Guinness and everything. You know, why why am I not doing that in the game? We call that the easy way out here in America. 
just putting a Guinness in something. And call you an Irish bar. <laughs> yeah, really, honestly, we do. Um, but it's like product. There, there has been one product consistent in the two campaigns so far. One booze product. Ah, uh, yes. But will 200 years, will it stay there for 200 years after that? As long as there are people in this world that want to forget what happened the day before, there will always be black bright. Yeah, but it could it could change over time and get weaker or worse. So like an elf, say, for example, who's several hundred years old, they went to a town and had it and then like went to their forest and then came back out. They had it a century later. Like, this isn't the same fucking drink. <laughs> this sucks. What happened? Well, who's, where's Joe? Joe's dead. Fuck. <laughs> <laughs> Like, you know, do you want to talk a little bit more about your future campaign? Like we've touched on um, it. I know you wanted to bring it up a little. Uh, I don't want to spoil too much because there's a lot of really dramatic things that are going to happen in the session zero. Okay. It, necessi- it necessitates a session zero oh, very heavily okay. um, because I have to set the stage for a lot of world events. Uh, I don't want to get into it too much in the last sort of two minutes here. I just want to wrap up the character so thing. Like, it's kind of like the time machine. You, you promote the story of the time machine? Yes. Yeah, so the guy, he jumps forward, you know, and it's like, oh, all this technology is right. cool. Jumps a little bit more ahead, suddenly Earth's fucking blowing up and shit because yeah, we fucked up the moon. You need a you would need a primer. Like, if I just jump to this point, I'm like... Like, what the, the fuck oh. happened? Because there's, there's going to be a lot of stuff. To Perfect. The, to the point that, where I, like, I'm going to limit your racial choices very specifically. Like, you can be God, this. Now I'm going to have to pick, make another you know, yeah. fucking character. <laughs> I already know it. I already know it. My like, second choice isn't going to work. I already know was it, it a dwarf? Nope. Was it an elf? Nope. Was it a... You can't be a Viachino, Vidalcan, or a elephant person. Nope. Okay. Okay. Actually, the elves you can be are drow. And the dwarves you can be are Durger. Uh, Dwager? Dwager. Alec Heralt. Aubrey Little is a... Half drow. Half drow. <gasps> now, see, that's the half elf we're missing. Yeah. Right? Like, is a half-high elf the same as a half-drow elf? Cause Till, no. Because Till's a half-drow. I don't know if anyone ever knew that. Or no anything. one ever knew that. What yeah. are you talking about? Yeah. Ten years, 12 years later, I didn't know that. Yeah. He was half-drow. Now, now I want a half-drow. Yeah. See, these are the important questions. When you're making your character and you're going deep, that's a really cool factoid yeah, about was, yourself. Well, Aubrey Lil, so for the real nerds out there, if you're going real deep on us, Aubrey Lil is a drow word meaning blood of the blade. Based on... R.A. Salvatore's drow? Yeah, yeah. So Forgotten Realms drow? Yeah. Okay. That's what it was around back, you know, 15 years ago. Well, he's, you know, that's still the language used, Yeah, but I think. that was, you know, Driss was a cool thing back in the day. Yeah, shout out if you uh, read Salva- Salvatore, Salvatore, I can't ever say it. Salvatore? His, uh, books. I yeah. did some of them. Um, I was more of an Elminster person. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Side note, and we'll start the next session with this. We'll be right back after I say this. I finished the Wheel of Time books. Oh my God. Back. All I'm right. still flying high from people mentioning us. Big reveal. I finished the Wheel of Time books. Yeah, I know. That's pretty cool. I spent 15 months reading 15 books. That's not a bad pace. Amer- average American reads 12 books a year, believe it or not. I don't believe it, but that's the stat. I don't. I think I read a book three or four years ago <laughs> that was not D&D related. I've read all the D&D books. Yeah, like reading a book for pleasure. Yeah. yeah. Like a book. Yeah, that was, you know... Three or four years ago. I'm on a vacation, July of last year. I started the prequel Wheel of Time book, and I read them all the way until Sunday. What did I read? Somebody, somebody handed me something. I think it was a book on social selling, 
It wasn't fun to read at all, but it was for work-ish. Like work I, I hate reading books for work. Like, even if it's, like, a good, you know, like, education. Yeah. Yep. Like, I'm yep. going to learn something from this yep. book. I don't want to yep. read it. Nope. Not interested. I don't. But, so, as I talked to, as we talked about it in person recently, the Wheel of Time books. They start off real good. They kind of weak in the middle. And they start out, and they finish great. Like, the last book, it was probably the one of the best fantasy books I've ever read. And it was literally a thousand pages of battle. It was just the war at the end of the series. Mm-hmm. There was just killing, death, chaos for a thousand pages. Nice. That's so many characters read. die. It's going to be hard to read. There's 14 books where nobody important dies. Spoiler alert. I'm sorry. They're old. Last book, so many people die. Suddenly. Just very suddenly. Like, oh, I'm, you know, doing warrior stuff. Beheaded. Okay. A horse A horse dies, as you've known since the beginning of the books. <laughs> I feel like... Um... Every long story, whether it's, you know, Wheel of Time or... Uh, Lord of the Rings. Lord of the Rings. Harry Potter. Twilight, Harry Potter, any of them. They all have this thing where they start strong. Just mm-hmm. you're like, you're excited. And I feel like it's true for the writers. Writers are excited and stuff. And then one of two things happens. One, they go up and peak and come down yeah. real hard. Or they do the exact inverse, where they're exciting, and then they drop, and then fly back up at the end, because the writer gets excited again. Yeah. Well, you know, The Wheel of Time, Robert Jordan, the original author, he's, he wrote, started writing the last book, died. Um, so As did everyone Brandon, else, apparently. Brandon Sanderson took it over, and he, his foreword is like, yeah, Robert Jordan wrote this book, and it was going to be the, the, the 13th book, 12th book in the series. It was going to be fucking huge. So we're going to split it into 3,000-page books. Mm-hmm. Like he was, Robert Jordan was going to write a 3,000-page book book and just expect you to read it um so i think it was probably a marketing thing also how can, how can you how can you, how can you hold, hold that it? book um that's uh, like a, a wizard's tome just opening it and just being like okay, yeah exactly the next page you but, have to have a little uh uh what's the a lectern is that oh thing? the thing you set the book on like yeah. the bible or whatever yeah. Yeah, yeah yeah but honestly the last three books were probably some of the best ones and it was just it was just a sudden shocking like really 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 great although i gotta admit it was exhausting to read the last one because it was just fighting and death. Like, it was just mm. fighting and death and war. And I finished it in, like, a couple days, honestly, because it was super intense. I almost cried. I legitimately, I had tears in my mm-hmm. eyes, legitimately mm-hmm. almost cried. And not over anybody dying or anything, over, like, somebody getting saved very suddenly. I was just like, oh. <laughs> I set the book down. It was just, like, staring into the distance, willing myself not to cry. <laughs> and it was it was really, really hard. You can cry. It's okay. I don't, like, I don't. I'm not what you call, to quote Emotional. a book. No. To quote a great Stephen King book, I am not what you would call a crying man. Um, I have no problem with it, generally. But it was it was such an unexpected emotional, like it just hit me, like a, like a whatever. Out of nowhere. Fine, fine, reading, reading, tears. What the fuck? Man, you put a, you put a couple bottles of wine in me. I was sober. I'll cry it. I'll cry a lot of things. Last time I cried was when my dog died, uh, like six, seven years ago. Last time I cried, um, yes, we're God, gonna. Sorry, know. welcome to our it was, it emotional, probably, mental was, health podcast. I was probably podcast. watching a movie, but I think it was probably. I think it was about time. The, the movie about time. This is the last time I cried. Any, about any, time. Yeah. Any movie is that, that the I Justin Timberlake one? No, no, no. Uh, is it? No, no. About no. About time. What's times. the Justin Timberlake one that I'm thinking of? Time's up or something? No, about time is with uh, Domino Gleason and Rachel McAdams. Uh, where? Oh, in, I like that actor. Wherein Domino Gleason is part of a family. Is that the right actor, or is Domino Gleason someone else? This is Domino Gleason, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He's yeah right okay. Here. Um, 
is part of a family, and all the men in his family. A lot of time travel reference today. Yes, a lot. All the men in his family can just, as long as they go into like a dark space, kind of like butterfly effect almost, Mm -hmm. they can just think about a place and go back to it. And so the only caveat to that is, anytime the timeline itself is like drastically altered, such as having a kid, that's the point that you're stopped at. You can't go any further back. Which you can go forward. No, no, always only, only back, only back. Um, so like you can't learn the lottery numbers or you know, crap like that. I guess you could, but they don't you do it for that. They're too altruistic as a family. Ultimately, uh, though, there's a that. great dad character that always reminds me of my dad. Good old uh, he's my my dad was British. He would be Bill Bill Nighy Nighy. How do you say it? You know him. I'm sure I do. I just don't know names. Oh yeah, that guy. Yeah, yeah. David Jones wasn't he in Blade? Uh, Underworld. 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 Yeah. Yeah, that guy right there. Yeah. So. But that dude is like, in Shaun of the Dead and all that. But in this movie, <laughs> yeah, he he's very the, much. <laughs> what's his name? The he's boyfriend. The, he's the stepdad. Yeah. He very much reminded me of my dad. And he was, you know, just very, you know, fun-loving guy. Liked to make sure he was always there for his kids. Liked to have fun, you know, and stuff. And, you know, obviously, you know, I'm sure that people that have seen the movie know that there comes a point where you have to choose between. Family and pussy. See, seeing dad and, you know, seeing a kid. So. Yeah, dad. Probably, because kids are the woke. Well, well, so. Anyway, uh, I cried. Uh, That's probably the last time I cried. Interesting. Uh, I also, like, only cry when I'm, like, watching movies. Interesting. Very interesting. Or one time when I was really drunk on some Jack Daniels and watching Sword Online. Definitely shed a tear there. I have yet to be. You all know where. I have yet to be super emotional at Dungeons & Dragons. There was one moment, though, uh, it was really, really really great. It, like, hit me. Mm Mm-hmm. Months, a, years, a year ago, two years ago, I don't know. You were dating this really strange tiny woman. Which when we were playing, oh yes, we played, yes, yes, we played yes, a yes, zombie yes, campaign. Yes, we, it was a one shot for yes. a buddy that was moving away, and so this was his moving away one shot. And that I, I was like, I forget why my character was obsessed with the Miley Cyrus "Party in the USA" song. You, you were. Obsessed. I like in person. Yeah, just, no, like, so it was stuck I, in my head I or made something. characters for everyone based off of who they actually yeah. are as people. And like in reality, it was stuck in my head, so I was singing it. And uh, at the end of the story, I blew myself up because I had thought that you killed my wife and my dog yes. in the game. So I just like sacrificed myself to kill some people. Yep. Like I walked up to them and like, shot a probate. Which I totally believe you would do. Yeah, 100%. Um, but then the, the, at the very, very, very end of the episode is what I'm going to call it. As this, people are driving this girl away in you're the Humvee. dating, she's like, yeah, as we're driving away in the Humvee, I just start going, hands up, playing my song. And I was just like, <laughs> I just put my face in my hands. I was like, oh my God. It was a beautiful moment. It was so beautiful. It was a beautiful Such moment. a beautiful moment just to like, throw back to silly Miley Cyrus song. Um, yeah, shout out to. Uh, we're really bad at starting topics bad. this season. Shout out to. I don't want to use her name. I feel bad. I don't know. We'll, we'll What's her that. first letter? Uh, she has the same name as. Every other actri- girl you dated? No, as an actress. Uh, the. the uh, Tilda. The lead actress in the movie Brightburn. There you go. No one's seen Brightburn. Perfect. So exactly. that doesn't help so anybody. Exactly. They won't get it then. Um, but I actually, do you have a topic you want to talk I, about? We're really I, bad at entering topics. I, I, I actually have one that kind of fits Perfect. with Segue, segue, segue. D&D books. New D&D book just came out. Uh, I haven't looked at it yet. It's okay. You don't need to. I will I'll start. Descent into Avernus. Yes. Avernus? I'll, I'll start on this one wait, and wait, you wait. can pick up. Can I, I, can, I, can I find out how Avernus is pronounced? I think it's Avernus. Did, did Marisha Ray? I, I I don't think there's any kind of official thing here. Uh, you have to buy the stuff. Nah, nah. No, I just want like anyway, a monster with a Vernus right in its now, name and we'll she read it out loud. Avernus. Avernus, can we settle on that? Like a verse, Avernus? Yeah. Sure. Okay. 
Everness. Um, things that I like so far. Uh, the cover looks great. Yes, and I love the idea of a pre-made campaign not taking place on the material plane. Yep. Love that. Uh, wasn't there one of those back in the day? Oh, there's plenty, yeah. Oh, yeah. I think... Uh, it's an elemental one. The, well, there's temple, the temple of Elemental, elemental Evil. evil that takes place in the Temple of yeah. Elemental Evil. But, but no, there's, there's plenty. Um, but this one, like you get as a character, you get to start in Baldur's Gate and go to the Nine Hells. Like that's D and D right that there. That is because Baldur's Gate, the games were quintessential to like all of our childhoods. I think. Yes. Or middle adulthoods if you're an older D and D player. But like everybody played Baldur's Gate because Baldur's Gate one and Baldur's Gate two. The Shadows of Om. Like you know, Throne like, of Bal. Then when you what play Bale, Bal, Bale, Bale. When you play on the PC and you control the whole party and you like you're just fireballing into the darkness just to kill shit. Spacebar stop. Classic. Set everything yes, up. Yes, exactly. Spacebar go. Classic. Spacebar stop. Set everything up. Spacebar, so go. much, so <laughs> much tactics. You want tactics? Yeah. Play fucking oh, Baldur's yeah. Gate for I, the I PC. Loved it. But you play Baldur's Gate two on like the Xbox and you're just hack and slashing your way as uh, like Miley or Tordek yeah. or whatever the characters are you play. So good. Minsk and Bustandre. And the fucking um, graphics in those games, like they're quite they're probably questionable now. By the time, like the water graphics in Baldur's Gate Two, when you're walking through the sewers, dude, so good. Yeah, so no, good. Like, I you can still play that game today, and it's fine. They come out the new one, so you won't have I'm to. I'm gonna play the new one. There's mind but, flares. Yeah, there's mind flares. Yeah, well, mind flares. I don't remember any mind flares in Baldur's Gate Two. Mind flares do not appear in Baldur's Gate Two. That they went you went to elemental planes. I remember Beholder. Oh, man, and bullets. Yeah, I remember an Odiug. Oh, God, yeah. Yetis, you've had a lot of yetis. Dragons. But I don't remember any Mind Flayers. No, I would. Mind Flayers a hard battle in a hack and slash kind of game. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, love love the idea. Um, and the other thing that I enjoy is the addition of new vehicles. Oh, I didn't even know that. Not that... I feel like so many backgrounds and classes get proficiency in land vehicles or water vehicles that I really appreciate that D&D as a whole has gone to making more vehicles. I'm sorry. Are you telling me there's a vehicle named Demon Grinder? You can only get what these the vehicles in the Nine Hells. What is so a Demon are, Grinder? Is you, it like a skateboard you grind on demons? I have to buy it to find out. I have not purchased it. Uh, I saw a couple of the templates online, and I thought they looked pretty cool. Okay, this monster is his bone whelk. The bone whelk? Better yeah. be a fucking bone wheel. Uh, the abyssal chicken is actually probably my favorite, and I actually may drop a buck it's 99. probably a good sandwich at uh, Cane's. <laughs> the abyssal chicken. The abyssal, chicken. Um, abyssal chicken and waffles is a spicy, spicy combo. Maybe. But, uh, so I love those. There's not enough vehicles, and the only vehicles we have are what? Airships already and carts? A horse-drawn cart. Um, yeah, not a lot. Not I a go lot. to equipment, so, and I go to mounts and vehicles. You get. We don't know. There's more than just water. Oh, well, no, wait, wait. Go ahead. Go ahead. Vehicles. Yeah. Um, cart. Yep. Chariot. Okay. So a cart. Wagon. So, uh, so, so a very varieties of <laughs> so a cart. cart. But there are boats. Galley, yeah. keelboat, longship, robot. Yeah, but. Before the Ghost of Saltmarsh came out, there weren't really details on how they worked. Like, yes, they no. existed, but honestly, who's spending 30,000 gold to buy a galley? Fuck you. If I have 30,000 gold to spare, I'm buying a goddamn boat. Okay. I accept Look, that. Look, elephant. That's a vehicle. <laughs> An elephant-drawn cart. Elephant-drawn chariot. Elephant-drawn chariot. Elephant-shaped like, galley. Can I get, like, a panther-drawn chariot? No, because cats don't have a rigid spine. Like. 
Yeah. Like, that's why an elephant that's and a horse make good mounts, because that sturdy, rigid spine. Yeah. A cat is... He's, uh, here's a cat. You, right you, kn- you know a weird amount about this. This is a cat. I got a cat right here. Yeah, I see what you're saying. Because slinky it is. Yep, I see what you're saying. <laughs> that's because they can lay flat and squeeze under doors. Yes, exactly. Horses cannot. Yeah. That's part of the breeding. That's why the horses ended up being a vehicle that we use, because mm-hmm. that abil- ability to not collapse under weight... Mm-hmm. Right? How much fucking weight you could put on a horse? Hundreds of pounds. Yes. Yes. Horses are huge. Horses are huge. Clyde sales? You ever ridden God a horse? Damn. I have ridden a horse several yeah. times. I do not weigh enough to ride a horse appropriately. I bounce a lot. So my ass hurts generally when I'm done. Fair. Fair. I would have to squeeze real tight with my legs, which confuses the horse. So, fun fact. Uh, I'm, I'm looking through these again. I just realized I'm that- I'm a skinny person. The issue that I was about to bring up is much harder to detail- and for you to see, because they have changed the purchase options. Indeed. So, On D&D Beyond is what yes, you're talking about. Yes, Interestingly enough, like you will see that there are 62 new magical items. Yeah. But there are not 62 items listed here. There are... There are, what, 12? Uh, 12. Yeah. Wait, what the fuck? Because the Hellfire weapon, there are a lot of different Hellfire weapons. I would assume five. Here is my issue with the number of Hellfire weapons there are and what they do. With Soul Coin. They have introduced guns. Well, there's automatic kind of, rifles. There's any kind of guns. Automatic rifles, revolvers, muskets, Fucking all of them. Percy. All of them have been introduced as cannon and as usable items. This is Talison's fault. It upsets me to no end that there I can now have an automatic rifle. Not in my world, you can't. As soon as I go to hell, I can, bitch. You've already been to hell. I'm in cannon now, baby. There were guns. There, there are now. Twenty years later. Time travels differently in the in the abyss than it does in Avernus than it does. However, in, however, like, passes. Bam, done. Every year on the material plane, I can takes... go pick up my hell gun and unload sixty shots. I don't know how it works, but I'm just saying it's an automatic rifle. I don't want an automatic rifle in my D and D game. See, when you take when you have a year on the material plane, that's only a day in hell. So, two hundred years is only two hundred days. Still, like the idea that there are now these crazy guns existing in the D&D world, and maybe not me. I might not ask, hey, can I go down to hell and get one of these? But somebody might. It was, somebody in another campaign might. It was always people's goal to have a gun, and if you're a player and your goal is to have a gun, how do we even game. get here? Play it's like, game. play a fucking game. There's plenty of games. You got Shadowrun, you got Starfinder, Pathfinder has a gunslinger class. You know what? It's America. Just go get a gun. Well, don't do that. <laughs> We're try- I, I would like to promote the... Anyway, uh, it's easier in America to get a gun than in D and I mean, it used to be, but not anymore. I think that's a good baseline we should have. It should be harder in D and D to get a gun than it is on the streets of America. Yes, I think that's a good baseline, yes. right? But theoretically, background it's checks in D and D. Could just say you have one. You just need a DM that's willing to give it to you, just like in oh, America. Background check system, right? Does your character have a history of violence? So it should be harder in your D and D world. Because what if in my D&D world, I'm just like, yeah, you can have a gun, you can have a gun, you can have a gun. But they're all like care. shoddy construction guns that backfire and explode and whatever. Yeah, whatever. I mean, honestly, if the mechanics of the gun work, the problem is they don't typically. It's fine. Like uh, World of Warcraft so, has guns, I, I and honestly, they, they're fine. Uh, Abyssal Chicken and Hellfire Weapons, just so I can see what they actually do yeah, and you, how they function. You name something Abyssal Chicken, you bet your ass I'm going to buy it. Yeah. Um, and then last thing, every other... Book so far. Every other every one o- background costs the same as five weapons. Yes, every other book so far has had a very good balance about bringing in new backgrounds, maybe even new races. 
uh, you know, just a lot of things that enhance a character from the start, not necessarily that you have to go and find. Yeah. But this only gives me one background. Faceless. I don't know what it does, but I mean... It's somebody who visited a mind flare. This is very much a DM-heavy book. That makes versus sense. Versus the other books which have had a little bit more of a PC flavor to them. So I feel like this book mm. is much more specifically geared towards certain people. You bring up an interesting point about the books. Is they're all kind of mixed content where if you're playing a PC all the time, you don't necessarily need the content about monsters and vehicles. Mm-hmm. But if you're playing it as a DM all the time, maybe you don't care about the faceless background or um, with certain weapons or whatever. So you're the Wizards of the Coast is sort of forcing people to buy content they don't need, which is why I like the piecemeal D&D Beyond thing. Yes, it's more expensive if you buy it all, but um, otherwise... The other problem is you don't actually own anything. No. Like, once D&D Beyond cancels, like, oh, I spent $700 and I didn't get nothing. 300 but that's not here nor there. Yeah, no, if I, on the bundle, if you do a bundle, which would be wise once you got to that point. Mm-hmm. But, like... Mm-hmm. It's a lot of content. It's like Apple Music or, or you know, whatever. Yeah. I bought all these things in my library. You don't actually own any of it. Yeah, anything that's digital is out there. Unless it could you, go away. you got to screenshot all the content so, so you can save it. So if, anyone out there, if you could help me, just decide, should I buy this book or not? Probably I see not. things I like. I see things I don't like. I might buy a physical copy, but I would is definitely not buy a DVD bound copy. Give, give, me, give me a shout out here and let me know. So I have literally no idea what we're going to call this segment. Books. Uh, so we've got no, uh, wheel of time discussion. Book. Crying. The, yeah, this is books. What's the other one? What are we fucking talking? The other about? one we're talking about your campaign and my beef. Characters. With how meaty a character should be in terms of background. beef and books. There we go. Title like, of the segment. Well, we talked about crying. Yeah. So what? Everyone cries. You cried while reading a book. I cried. I watching didn't a movie. actually cry. Yeah, I came sure. cl- as close as I have. No my wife was right in front of me. So she could tell you. Yeah, we'll see. I'm gonna put a marker right there. <laughs> so I can edit that out. It was so funny to listen to the previous episode. I like, edited a big chunk out. Where we skips. just kept, we just skips. kept fucking up, you know. Yeah. So like we were talking about something, and then we just cut to us yelling about how hard it is to do a podcast. Yep. Yep. Sounds about right. <laughs> yeah, podcasting is without a script. Maybe we should have a script. Why? I don't know. A scripted show. Yeah. What if we What if we did an episode where we were in character? Which character? Cuckoo Jesus, so I do different voices. The okay. Time. okay no, I accept. no, I would rather die. Okay, so that was a great. Idea. <laughs> um, we definitely didn't learn or solve anything. We did talk about how often we cry, so you're welcome. Yes, you have learned that we are humans with emotions. Just a couple. Make sure to subscribe and rate the show wherever you found it. Don't downrate us today. No one's done that though. No one's given us a bad like, rating. Like who goes on, starts listening to this, and says, "You know what? Well, that wasn't these for guys. me." Downvote. Um, let me see. Let's go look at our. Podcast. We can do that later. I'm doing it right now. Okay. You can fuck yourself. Shows. Rolling disadvantage. Hey, we still have a five star rating on uh, Apple Podcasts. So. Apple Podcasts. Thank you out there for your Apple listeners. Yeah, give us give us ratings wherever you found us. Follow us on Twitter uh, at RWD Podcast. There's been some more activity there lately. And feel free to send us topics you want to hear about or D&D rants at rwdpodcast at gmail.com. You would join a small Hall of Fame there. More people have been on the moon than have emailed us topics. <laughs> that is true. So That is true. And um, we address them. I yeah. promise you we will address we it. We always reply to you saying thank you, and we'll talk about your topic as quickly as possible. <laughs> in, in those emails, though, Excuse one thing me. I would like, just let us know if you want us to mention you by name or not. Yeah, just say it's cool if you yeah. tell me. Because if you want to be anonymous, fine. If you don't want to be anonymous, don't be. You know, Some people are still closet nerds. Who knows? Um. So I guess until then, we will see you next time. That's my line, till then. I just combined both of them. Transmutation. We'll see you next time. Till then.
Thank you.